I remember hearing some time back that um, when Kobe, in an interview, he said, um, you know something, I, I, I can't talk my kids to hard work. I can only show them. And then later on, I listened to a podcast. Um, it was uh, Michael Strahan. I think he was on Tony Gonzalez's podcast. And Michael Strahan is a successful uh, TV personality now. You see him all over TV. He's got so many different shows he's involved in. But, you know, here he was, a defensive lineman, um, one of the best ever. Um, the Hall of Fame recognizes him for that. But he retired at 36 years old. And he really echoed what Kobe said. And he echoed it in the sense that um, at 36 years old, I was retired. And he said, I wasn't about to just lay up and uh, sit on the beach somewhere. And that was the end of my life. He said, it was just a new chapter. That part was done. Um, and a new chapter in many chapters was beginning. And he didn't really know how it was going to happen um, because he didn't have any acting skills or TV connections. Most people didn't make it. Nobody shows you the ropes when you get out there and, you know, host these NFL shows and stuff like that. He said, nobody's willing to really take you under their wing. You just, um, you just got to kind of make it. And he said, um, he really said the same thing Kobe said. He said, um, at 36 years old, I still have to show my kids, even though I'm retired, even though I've made a lot of money. I still have to show my kids what hard work looks like. Welcome to The Sales Life. I'm your host, Marsh Bison. Michael Strahan said that um, he tells his kids often, he said, my life's not your life. And he says that, that's a mantra, um, but he, he reminds them that you can have the privileges, you can participate in the privileges um, that many kids don't have. But, you know, because I've done well, because I know a lot of well-known people, because we're in a different social class than most people, he said, you can enjoy the privileges of that lifestyle. He said, but that's just an added benefit. That's not ultimately your life. Because if you won't, this kind of life, if you want even more, then you're going to have to be the one to foot the bill. And you're going to have to be the one who creates a name for yourself and creates a life for yourself because my life's not your life. And as I was sitting here thinking about what I was going to say on this podcast, it's a reminder to my children, my life's not your life. Privilege or poverty. My life is not your life. And it doesn't give you permission, privilege or poverty. It doesn't give you permission to sit back and accept it. It doesn't. You know, I've done very well in sales. Sales, the, the, the sales life, man, is, has been very good to me. And my children have had many things that some children they go to school with, they, they don't have. But I think, too, if I don't remind them that my life's not your life, that sometimes the, the lines get blurred and they think the privilege is, is just all expected. It's, it's, it's assumed. 
And I know I've been guilty that if I foot the bill in all aspects, if I don't teach my children how to fight, if I don't teach them or show them what it's like to work hard, but also what it's like to struggle as well, what it's like to figure out, because that's the only way that the creation comes, right? The creation comes when you feel like that you have nothing else. And I mean, you think of desperate creative, uh, desperate times in your life where you've had to get creative and because you had no options, because nobody seemed to help you or be there to help you, you had to, you had to figure out how to tie those loose ends together and create a life of your own. And here you stand today. And all of us are sitting here listening to this, man, and can sit there and you can, you can, you can smile, man, almost laugh because you go back to those days where there's this large chasm in between one life and another part of your life. And it seemed like you were about to jump off the cliff there. Like there's no way this all connect. And somehow it did. It's because you got creative because really the people in your life, whether it be parents, grandparents, social situations, you realize that this is your life and you got to create it. You got to figure it out. And sometimes that means that you got to get it out of the mud And that's what I want my children to understand. My life's not your life. So I don't want you to lay back and just think that, oh, you know, dad, write a check. Dad, this is the car I want. Dad, this is the school I want to get into. And think that um, it just automatically comes. It doesn't. And I think back to my childhood, man, when um, you remember when Jabro Jeans came out? <laughs> The little white label on the, on the uh, what is that? The crotch area, whatever, and and um, and um, or whatever, wherever the the zipper is, the 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 white label was right there. Jabot jeans, and that was like the the thing, man. And like you were somebody if you had a pair of Jabot jeans. And a lot of the well-to-do kids, man, they they had many pair. I was just shit. I was just trying to get one pair. <clears throat> now I remember asking my parents if I could have it. And they said, no, no. Uh, my mom was like, I didn't go to my dad. I went to my mom and asked her. And she said, no, you have a perfectly good pair of uh, blue jeans, JCPenney blue jeans right there in, in, in your drawer. I suggest you wear those. And at the time, I mean, we didn't have school uniforms. You could wear whatever you wanted to. Don't hate. So I remember asking her. And first thing she did was, is how much was it? And then when I told her, I don't remember what they were, 60, 70 bucks maybe at the time. <clears throat> she said, no, no, you, you got a perfectly good pair of JCPenney jeans. She said, if you want those, you got to get them yourself. And that was the end of that. Coca-Cola shirt. When the Coca-Cola rugby shirts came out, one of one of them too, same thing. No, you got clothes. You don't need anything. And that was it. If you want it, you got you to gotta get it yourself. And so I started mowing yards and creating money for myself. Because I didn't want to have to ask anybody else. And I'm glad they did that. Because it caused me to have to foot the bill myself. To get creative. And to use the resources. I had a lime more in a gas can. I had a mouth. And it caused me to have to go door to door with my mouth. And ask people if I could mow their yard. That was really while I'm sitting here talking about, maybe that was the beginning of the selling part. 
can't do it through a fucking text message or a social media post. We didn't have that. So I had to go out there and knock door to door, cold call, tell them, hi, my name is Marsh Bice. I live down the road here and just wanted to know if I could mow your yard for you. And I ended up picking up like, I don't know, 10, 15 yards. Dude, I was mowing yards before I was even old enough to drive. And my parents, you know, I lived in a small town. So my parents just said, hey, throw the lawnmower in the back and just be careful. And so I drove to the next place and you have a driver's license. My life's not your life. That's basically what they were saying. I had a friend of mine that was, they were talking and, you know, they're in school right now. And their dad is retired. And she's frustrated because she was like, you know, my dad's retired. He doesn't know anybody, anything. And, um, you know, he could he could help pay for my school. I, I know he could afford it. And I said, he's not going to. He's already made that very clear. So you pay for school. And that's the end of it. And she was like, well, but he could. I said, but he's not going to. He's made that clear. So... That's not his life. This is your life. This is your degree. And if you want it, then you're going to have to foot the bill. That's the end of it. And we have to look at situations like that. We have to realize that. That, you know, if there's if there's people that... and Because I have a lot of young people that listen to this podcast, too. And so no matter where you are, you can't keep looking at other people to pay the bill, even though they may be able to. It's not about that. And even if they could, don't don't hold a grudge because they're not willing to. It's not their responsibility. Your life is your responsibility. And that, I think really that's what Kobe, that's what Strahan was saying was, that's your life. I've got my life. And I've created, I got to the Hall of Fame because of the hard work that I did. I've got these TV connections and I get up every single day and grind. I can show you that. I can show you what hard work looks like. But ultimately, you have to be the one to do hard work in your own life. If you want something massive, not waiting on some sort of inheritance or anything like that. No, you got to get it. You got to reach out and get it. And I, 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 I hear of very wealthy people who say that they're not going to leave massive wealth behind to their children. Why do so? Because... They didn't, they weren't afforded the advantages of massive wealth. They had to create it on their own. So they'll reinvest that into, you know, something, libraries, education, whatever. I'm just making shit up. But they say, I'm, I'm not just going to leave this big bulk of money to somebody for what? You didn't, you didn't make it. I even heard one of them, uh, he was a billionaire, actually. He said, he said, I, I am toying with this idea that I will set aside a certain amount of money. And if my children match it through their own success, then that will unlock it because they've already shown that they could make it on their own. He said, but just to wait for somebody to die and pass over the money. That's what people do, man. People wait for, and and, and I say die physically, but also, I, I mean, sometimes we wait for people to die in their careers so then something can happen, you know, for you. It's not about that, man. It's not about that. And so you have to take responsibility and you have to understand that the privileges that you're surrounded with, man, that's their life. 
They can be a part of your life if they so choose. But if they don't, don't hold a grudge with them, man. Don't be stank with them. And kids, like if your parents are well-to-do, don't fully depend on them. They could participate in it. But buy your own damn car. Or figure out how you can start your own business. Not work in just dad's business because that's the easy way. Sometimes the hard way is the best way, man. That's why I want that's what I want my kids to see. I want them to see the hard work, but I also want them to realize that they've got to create their own name. They've got to create their own life. No matter how well dad does. And dad's gonna do very well. But you're not just gonna sit back and collect a check. It's not gonna happen. Nope. Now that goes for privilege, but let's talk about poverty. And when I say poverty, man, I'm, I mean disadvantage. And so we've all had disadvantages in our life, but that doesn't give you permission either. You may have the, literally, you may have grown up with poverty, but also there are disadvantaged, impoverished situations that you came up in. Whether the parent, your parents were in your life, um, whether you were raised by your grandparents, uh, you were raised on a tough side of town, um, you were evicted as a child many, many times. Y'all were having to, uh, you know, sleep on other people's nasty couches because y'all didn't have a house for yourself. You had to wear dirty clothes to school every day because you could only wash them every so often. As painful as those things are, man, those disadvantages, that doesn't give you permission to not create your own life. See, that was their life, whoever was in your life. Whatever you came up as a, as a child, that was the situation that you have. But that was their life. Now you've got your life. And so it doesn't give you permission to just say, oh, well, you don't understand. This is how I came up. This is the only thing I've ever known. Well, if this is the only thing that you've ever known, then how are you going to know anything else? So far, this is all you've ever known. Are you willing to figure out more and get out of this situation? And many people just accept it. You just accept it. They say, well, this is the way it's always been. It's not your life. Their life's not your life. And dude, if I was a, 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 a wine hoe, drug head, my kids would have to look at me in my dire situation and say, I don't want that. And I tell them too. I mean, they've, they've seen, they've seen dad drunk. They've seen dad down a big magnum bottle of, uh, wine, you know, the big bottles. I was at that lifestyle, man. I was, I, I was fucked up and they've seen that they were young, but I guarantee you they remember it. That's not their life. That's not their life. So I tell them, all the bad you've seen, don't accept that. You don't have to accept that as your life. That was my life. That was my fuck-ups. Now you improve it. You improve your life. And the highs, too, that you've seen me. The good times. Well, that's my life, too. That's not your life. You can be a part of it. But it doesn't give you permission to ease up, to let off the gas in life. 
to say, oh, my dad's got it. No, dad don't have it. You got it. You are the daddy. You're the mama. Make it happen. This is just one of those reminders, man, that stop looking south, man. Stop looking back, saying, well, I wish I had these privileges or I wish I didn't come from this kind of disadvantage of a start. That was their life. That was your old life. Now create your new life. And those who depend on you, it's good they depend. They can, you know, certain people can depend on you. But you can't, you can't foot the bill for the rest of their life. You can't fight all their battles for them. Some things, as painful as they are, as easy as it would be. Now, I've told you this story. When I was going through my bankruptcy, I was $100,000 in credit card debt. And a friend of mine said, he said, I, I could write a check for the full thing, Marsh. I could wipe you totally clean. He said, but you'll never learn if you don't, if you don't go bankrupt. You're going to get yourself in this situation, if not worse. So you're going to have to bankrupt. I can't help you on this one. And I'm so grateful. The easy thing would have been for him. And sure, he had the money. He paid for my bankruptcy. He loaned me the money. I was thinking about that the other day. I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't even have fifteen hundred bucks. I think that's what it was. Fifteen hundred bucks to file for bankruptcy. Uh, I even wrote the bankruptcy guy a check and <laughs> walked out of there and was like, "Fuck! I got to go figure out how to cover this check." And when I walked out, he said, "Do you have the money for that?" I'm like, "No, sir." And he wrote me a personal check. I said, "Here, now get your life restarted." See, he was willing to pay a portion of it. And I'm so grateful that he did because I would have never learned had he wrote the check for the full amount. Never. I had to go, I had to go as painful as it was, as embarrassing as it was. I had to go through it. And I'm so grateful for it. everything I'm grateful for. So this is one of those reminders, man, basically winding it down that You've got your life to live. You've got your life to create. And don't look to other people to pay for that. And let your children know. My life's not your life. And your life's not my life. Parents, this goes for you, man. If you've got successful children, don't sit there and wait for them to pay your light bill. You do you 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 do your own shit. I don't want my kids to raise me. I don't want my kids to foot a bill for me. I don't want my kids to co-sign for me. I don't want that. I deal with customers that come in, man, that they have to call their children to co-sign for them because they can't buy a vehicle on their own. I personally, and, and maybe something will change later in my life, God forbid, but I never, I, I think I would do without, I would have a skateboard before I would do that. I just, I couldn't stomach it because I set the wrong example and are now tying them into an obligation that I don't want them to be obligated to. I can participate. I can't be obligated. Maybe that's a better way to put it. And so you have to instill this in your children, in your students, in, in, your, um, in the people who work for you. My life's not your life. Your life's not my life. I can give you the tools. I can give you the skills. I can give you the techniques. I can show you by example what it's like. But ultimately, you got to play the game. 
you got to create it on your own. That's all I got to say, man. I was trying to think of something else to say, but I think that pretty much sums it up. Other than, remember the greatest sale that you're ever going to make is to sell you, you on you because you're more than enough. Thanks so much for tuning in to the sales life, and I'll catch you back here next time.